Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. You go to rocketmoney.com slash save or download the Rocket Money app from the Apple app or Google Play stores. Rocket Money, the money app that works for you. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of need his name up in lights he just wants to be heard whether it's the beat of the mic he feels so unlike everybody else alone in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know but no he knows the code it's not about the salary it's all about reality and making some noise making a story making sure his click stays up that means when he puts it down toxic picking it up let's go he never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even in starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact that Yeah, it was kind of the situation You know, where we were You know, you, you get maybe Six and seven get on base And there you got Eight, nine Or whatever the situation may be And those guys, like I've said many times, those are more defensive players right now Although Bolton had a great day Good for him Three for three, I think With a sack And I don't know Had a good day But uh, yeah, I mean we work on it. We just haven't done it a whole lot. We, we, we've got to have it in there when we need it. And some days you're going to play in a big ballpark, wind's blowing in or whatever the case may be, or just nasty pitcher on the mound, tough to hit. You just got to try to get somebody to third with less than two outs and punch in a run, and that's kind of what we were trying to do. 20% skill. Dave Van Horn on sacrifice bunts and doing the little things. Arkansas able to sweep Texas A&M. That will be... The top story in the Red White Report, trust me. The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and style. One of the guys we left out in the game balls probably was uh, Will McIntyre. Had a good performance coming in behind Brady Tiger. Over the weekend, and yeah. uh, ended up having a is it a career high or season high strikeout? Strikeouts. Season high eight with the win, six and two on the year now. Ninety one pitches, five and two thirds. So good work for him. Also, Ben McLaughlin hit his first home run as a Razorback to help Arkansas in that win. And Jace Borfin, who we're going to talk to at twelve thirty, had a fantastic weekend as well. And um, all three games multi hit for him. So very very good weekend. And still waiting on the player of the week, Wes, but they darn well better take a long look at yes. Jace. Uh, softball split first two games with Tennessee. And a Tennessee team that has not lost a series all year. And they will lock it up again today. Six o'clock is that final game. If you want to catch it, Wes will have the TV information for you at some point. I think it's SEC Network. I'm almost positive. Anyway, and then uh, draftees over the week. We talked a little bit about this earlier, but Arkansas only had two guys, Ricky Stromberg and Drew Sanders, that were drafted into the NFL, but a number of guys signed free agent deals, which was great. Speaking of uh, sack flies, here's a little more. We talked about sack bunts and giving yourself up for your teammates. Here's Dave Van Horn on doing the little things. A little bit more about that. I think it affected two or three Sack flies weren't putting us in the lead, so to speak, but it was building on our lead. Um, it was giving us an opportunity to put more pressure on their offense. You know, if you're down one or two and all of a sudden you're down three or four, guys are maybe trying to hit the ball a little harder than they need to. And, um, you know, you just there's a little urgency in the other dugout a lot of times when you fall behind like that. So it's kind of like a football team, you know. They're up, they're up six and they kick a field goal. Now they're up nine. Now you got to score twice. It's just that mindset there. Was I right on that, or should I call Coach Pittman? <laughs> so, but that's the way I look at it. We just got to keep adding to this, you know. So we're up three. So a two-run homer doesn't give them the lead. It's just, it's baseball. For the zone to be joined by former Razorback baseball player and current Diamond Hog color commentator 
Bubba Carpenter. Bubba Carpenter is brought to you by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Visit them on the web at johnstonshomecenter.com. Johnston's Home Center in Benton. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Now, let's play ball with Bubba Carpenter. Hello, Bubba. How are you? Good, man. Hey, I tell you what, I'm way better this Monday than I was last last week on Monday when we talked. There's no doubt. Hmm. Uh, it's funny because everybody keeps saying how hard sweeps are. Dave said it, a couple of players said it afterwards, and Wes just pointed out, true, I mean, you go back three weeks, and Arkansas has been involved in a sweep three weekends in a row. So it is hard, but Arkansas is making it look easy, and unfortunately uh, last week they were on the wrong end of it, but to your point, sweeping A&M was sure, sure fun, and a lot of different guys contributed, and we saw... You know, the bottom of the order contribute, and you saw a lot of guys on the mound. We saw the return of Brady Tiger. Overall, really good weekend, I would say. Um, what stood out to you about the performances for the weekend? Well, first of all, to your point about the sweeps, they, they're hard, but I've never seen so many sweeps in SEC as there, there's been this year. I don't know what's going on. I mean, there's it's crazy. All over the place, there's sweeps, but um, fortunately this week, we, we came out on the, on, the, on the good side of it, but I tell you, a performance that really stood out to me was was John Bolton. I thought he was huge all weekend. I mean, you can go back to Thursday night. Um, you know, his at bat with the he had the bases loaded, one out. You know, he hit a, an infield just a ground ball to the right side. Um, first baseman kind of booted it, bobbled it a little bit. He ended up getting a, a, uh, an infield hit. Pitcher didn't cover the bag, so. That enabled the, the Peyton Stovall home run. You know, Kendall comes up and strikes out after that. So with two outs, Peyton Stovall comes up, hits grand slam, and, you know, we're up 5 nothing. I mean, that's huge. But you know, if you look at what John did there, if he doesn't put the ball in play there, Peyton never gets a chance for his grand slam. And so I look at a lot of little things like that. I thought Bolton had some really good punts throughout the weekend. Uh, they all resulted in runs. You can go back to Saturday's game where he – he, he did perfect on the right side, which kind of, that's kind of a lost art. Uh, we talked about it in the Bases Loaded podcast this morning where bunting is kind of a lost art. Mm-hmm. That push bunt to the right side, you get a big donkey lefty on the mound like Will Johnson. You know, he's falling off to the third base side. Uh, John Bolton, perfect push bunt to the right side. First baseman had to come get the ball. Pitcher can't get over. Then he picks, throws the ball away goes to third on a fast ball, and Kendall Diggs is back by the scoring. I mean, yeah. that's small ball at its best right there. So those are the things that really stood out to me over the weekend. I think it's, I think it's awesome the way DBH is able to kind of adapt to his team. You know, and there's been years where we can sit back and wait for the three-run homer. This year, with all the injuries, we can't do that. We've got to manufacture runs, and, and, and I, I think it's awesome the way – the lineup has stepped up and been able to do that and execute situations like that. Yeah, that's a great point. And I would say, too, while A&M had some sloppy moments, that was certainly part of the story this weekend. Arkansas, it seemed like Bubba, you know, you talked about the push bump, but there were a couple like that where um, they just hit in the right spot. And we were there, you know, Thursday, and they had a couple of moments like that, but it continued through the weekend. And where it seems like some weekends you don't get any breaks at all, it seemed like all the breaks were going Arkansas's way this weekend. You know, it it seemed like it. It really did, Justin. And, and, and I don't know if it's just the bomb Walker magic. I don't know what it is, but we seem to get those breaks at home. I mean, look at look at Brady Slavin's triple. He hit it, I think, sixty two miles an hour off his bat. It just dribbled down the right field line. Would have been an easy out, but it hit the bag, bounced over Moss's head, who's like six four, and dribbled down the right field line for a triple. Uh, it seems like at Bomb Walker we get those breaks where on the road we we don't seem to get them. And so I don't know if it's Bomb Walker magic or what it is, but it, whatever it is, it's uh, it, it's been going our way at home. Bubba, twelve thirty today. We're gonna have Jace Borfin on. It's actually going to be a recurring segment with us. We've not talked to him before. Give me some insight on him, other than the fact that he had a whale of a weekend. Hey, I love talking to Jace. So, you know, he's team captain. So I've asked him a few times, you know, hey, did you feel it necessary after, like, the Georgia sweep to talk to the team? And after, you know, losing to Missouri State, he's like, no. He said the team pretty much knows what they need to do. But the thing I like about Jake, I like talking hitting with him. I can talk hitting with, with anybody. But when you start talking hitting with Jake, 
it's so much fun. I can ask him, okay, so what were you looking for in that pitch? And I'll get the whole sequence of what he was looking for, you know, what happened. Um, and it's just awesome. You guys are going to enjoy talking to him. He's, he's a really good interview. And, uh, boy, he's a big part of the middle of that lineup right now. Will McIntyre's been struggling, Bubba, uh, and I thought maybe the biggest moment of the or biggest thing out for me over the weekend was his performance to go five and two-thirds, eight strikeouts. He looked like a different guy. What was working for Will? What made him a different pitcher this weekend? Well, okay, so I don't know if you were listening to the broadcast. We talked about it during the broadcast, how DJ Baxendale kind of went back and crunched the numbers. And, you know, the batting average against his fastball is – is way higher, obviously. He's leaving fastballs over the middle of the plate. They're not hitting his off-speed stuff. I mean, when he throws a slider, cutter, curveball, they're not hitting it. So they kind of went back and used the analytics to say, okay, this is how we need to attack this A&M team. And look, you know, the analytics, whether you like them or not, they're here to stay. There's a lot of guys pitching in the big leagues right now that were out of the game a couple of years ago because people went back and said, hey, look, you don't throw this pitch enough. When you throw this pitch, the league's hitting 150. When you throw this pitch, they're hitting 350. So use this pitch more. I mean, it's not rocket science, but that's basically what they did. And so what kind of attacked the A&M lineup? And I don't know if y'all were there on, on Friday or not, but they were frustrated. You could see those guys going back to the dugout. Just They were mad because they weren't getting pitches to hit. Will was using his fastball around the perimeter of the zone. And he would use off-speed in the zone, whether it be his change-up, his slider, uh, his cutter, mostly his slider and cutter. And, uh, boy, he just had the guys confused. But I think it's neat that they went back and crunched the number, and it really just kind of changed him as a pitcher. Now, he did throw his fastball, though. Every once in a while, he'd sneak a fastball by him. But he mainly, you know, relied on the off-speed stuff in the zone to get the outs. And it was it was awesome to watch. And I tell you what, five and two-thirds, if, if he doesn't get that done, this whole weekend plays out different. Talking about the carpenter on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. It's brought to you by Johnston's Home Center down in Benton. Speaking of pitchers, McIntyre came on in relief behind Brady Tiger. Welcome back, Brady. What did you think of what you saw from him in limited action? Hey, I thought he was great. I heard someone talking this morning on one of the other shows here in town that, that it was less than impressive. I don't remember how it was said exactly, but um, I thought he was great. Four batters. His fastball was 93 to 95. Most of them were 94, 95. Uh, good breaking ball. Um, I, I thought he looked good. I mean, considering. You know, so I compare it to a Hunter Elliott. Hunter Elliott with Ole Miss kind of had the same injury. Hunter came back, and I want to say his first inning against LSU, he threw like 49 pitches in the first inning, walked five, mm. was all over the place, couldn't get an out. You know, Brady comes back from the same injury, faces four batters. Uh, gets through it pretty easy, you know, through 20 pitches, and that's right about what they wanted him to be at. So I was happy. And uh, the best thing is, is is he felt good. There's no, He didn't feel anything in his arm. His velocity was there. And so I think that's a really good sign heading into this week. This weekend he'll give us two innings. Right. And we'll just build off of that. Yeah, I, I think what the staff has done with him is phenomenal, and it would have been certainly justifiable with the other injuries to try to rush him back a little bit. But the fact that they've been so patient with him could really pay off here down the stretch as they try to make a push towards Omaha. Yeah, you know, you know Dave could have used him last weekend in Georgia. He could have used him. Uh, you know, Dylan Carter, he could have used Dylan on Sunday. Dylan had some soreness, but he could have used Dylan on Sunday. Um, well, actually, it was Saturday, I guess. Yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But that Saturday game when we blew the lead, um, he could have used both of those guys. But Dave's looking. Look, we're we're looking the postseason. Dave's mind's already into postseason. Uh, he's setting these guys up to get ready to peak at the right time. And so, yeah, I think it's great. And you know, Corey Woods done a great job with Tiger getting him back healthy. I mean, just look at. I think Corey Corey Woods is a trainer. And he doesn't get enough credit. I, I, I wish I wish y'all could have him on one day and talk to him because that poor guy, sure. with all the injuries, he's been a busy guy this year, and he does such a good job taking care of these guys. And that's something that no one sees behind the scenes. 
Bubba, I was impressed. Maybe not impressed isn't the right word, but Zach Morris. Uh, when he came in, I was surprised. I didn't know if he would get another shot in a meaningful game, and he did. And uh, the numbers don't look good, but I thought Zach pitched better than the numbers, giving uh, Arkansas an inning in two-thirds. And honestly, uh, he was really close to, to finishing that inning off and, and getting out of that inning unscathed. What do you think of Zach? No, I, I agree. I thought I, th- I kind of thought the same thing. Um, you know, he came in, and, and I was a little surprised to see him when he came in. Um, but he, he he looked good. He threw some really good pitches, had his breaking ball work, and threw a couple of really good change-ups. He kind of got screwed on a strike three call <laughs> um, that kind of led to a few, you know, some extra pitches and then some runs. Um, but... You know that was kind of the that was kind of the theme of the weekend. There was some there was some sketchy calls by the umpire, especially I tell you what the Thursday night game. I'm telling you guys that was that was and I, look umpiring hard. And I, I talk to umpires all the time when I'm coaching. I talk to them and I I don't yell and scream at them. I never raise my voice. Well, very rarely raise my voice. I get it. It's a hard job. But that Thursday night guy was really bad. Um, and, and anyway, we'll just we'll just leave it at that. But to your, to your point about, about Zach Morris, I thought he made a step forward. Even though he gave up a few runs. Well, he didn't give them up. Faust came in and gave up his runs. But I thought he looked good. And, look, I've said it all year. At some point, we're going to need Zach Morris to come in and get some big outs for us. So I think that's a good step forward. Was that a strike? Did Trackman indicate that was a strike for Zach Morris and the inning should have been over? Yeah, hell yeah, that's a strike. Yeah, <laughs> it was. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Bubba, let me talk to you. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say Trackman doesn't lie. Yeah, that's it. Uh, let me ask about Caleb Cowley. We've talked to him, I guess, about the last couple of weeks. He's on a 13-game hitting streak now. What in your mind has been the key for him in being so consistent lately? Well, Okay, let's compare it to, like, Globe Life Field, where he, out of his first eight at-bats, he struck out seven times. He was swinging at pitches out of the zone. Now he's not. I mean, now he's getting pitches in the zone. We talked about last week how he saw 40-something pitches in an SEC weekend, only swung and missed five times. Um, He's just getting pitches in the zone and putting good swings on them, and he's smart. He knows if he comes up with runners at second and third, uh, two outs, first base open. They're not going to throw him fastballs down the middle. He's going to get sliders. They're going to pitch around him, so he's going to have to take. He looks for those pitches, and well, I tell you what, and, it, and it's carried over into defense. You guys know baseball. When I don't care if you're talking ten-year-old baseball or or college baseball, whatever. When a guy is hitting, he's playing better defense at all ages. I know. I, I coach my son's eleven-year-old team. When, when a kid's hitting, he goes out in the field and makes great plays. Um, Cowley's playing really good defense now. He makes some good plays over the weekend. But the, the most important part with his hitting is the fact that he, he's getting pitches in the zone. And, you know, I will say it, it, it probably, you know, Ben McLaughlin hitting behind him probably helps because Ben's been hitting well as well. So, you know, I think it's, uh, it, it, it's been fun to watch. I'm sure we've talked about this before, but I'm going to ask again anyway. McLaughlin has, I think, hit his way into being a permanent part of the lineup. So when Wagner comes back, how do you see them shuffling things around? Well, I don't know. You got to you've got to leave McLaughlin in there. I mean, if it was if it was youth baseball, we would just bat ten. But I don't think the SEC is going to let us do that. Um, But you know, I think what will end up happening. Well, I don't even want to speculate because BVH is the man, but. But Ben Ben's going to be in there somewhere. He's too valuable to that lineup. He's a lot like Caleb Cowley. I, I compare Ben to uh, to Kendall Diggs. If you watch the two of them hit, they're very similar. They control the at bat. They don't let the pitcher control the at bat. They control the at bat. They swing on their terms, and uh, that's what makes them so dangerous up there. So there there will be a spot for Ben in that lineup somewhere. In his nine SEC games, Ben McLaughlin is hitting three fifty seven. That's the second best average. By the way, do you know who has the best batting average in SEC play for the Razorbacks? 
I would think it would be Caleb Cowley. It is Caleb Cowley. I, I thought yeah. it was Jace, but it's Caleb Cowley. He's hitting three sixty four in SEC games only. Jace is hitting three fifty six, so just right behind him. But to your point, Ben McLaughlin's got to stay in the lineup when you're hitting three fifty seven in nine SEC games. There's a spot for you. Here's a, I was going through the SEC stats after the game Saturday, and it was really odd to me, Bubba. And maybe you can explain it. Arkansas is hitting two fifty five against SEC opponents. The SEC opponents, by the way, are hitting two seventy one against Arkansas pitching. Uh, but Arkansas has scored eighteen more runs than their opponents. One hundred thirty two runs to one fourteen. You look at that batting average, and you think it would be the other way around. How is this happening? You know, it doesn't really match up, does it, no. Les? But what, here's, here's what's really cool. Phil actually gave me this stat this morning. We are leading the SEC in on-base percentage with our leadoff hitter. Our leadoff hitter is, is getting on at a 463 rate. Mm. That's incredible, and we're way, but next, the next highest is well below us. But when you're getting your leadoff guy on at that rate, good things are going to happen. So we're finding a way to get him to second, get him in scoring position, and it's not what you hit, it's when you hit. Even though our batting averages are down, we're finding a way to get that run in. We've hit a lot of sack flies this year. Um, we're good at moving that runner from second to third via either a, a ground ball to the right side or a bunt, and we're just finding a way to score runs. And that alone is going to make us, when you get Wagner back and you get you – get, uh, um, Tavian back at the top of that lineup. The fact that we're able to manufacture runs right now, we're going to be a dangerous team, guys, when, it, when everyone gets healthy and gets in there. Speaking of dangerous teams, Arkansas playing Lipscomb for the first time ever tomorrow at Dickey Stevens Park, 6 o'clock first pitch. It is sold out. 15-6 and six in conference, though, and uh, the Bison's having a pretty good year overall. Just a little above 500, but uh, should be a good challenge for Arkansas tomorrow, Bubba. Uh, I could ask who's going to pitch, um, but my goodness, I went through a lot of arms this week. I don't know. I don't know what to expect next uh, to, uh, tomorrow night. Well, I tell you what. I think Phil Elson's going to open the game as a starter. <laughs> he's going to he's going to give us one inning. Uh, maybe we can get West to come in. Um, I don't know after that, but it's going to be tough. Uh, hey, the beauty of it is is we don't play Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The fact that we have a weekend series mm-hmm. helps us a ton. But you know it's. It's going to be tough on the pitching side. I, honestly, I can usually kind of guess, and sometimes I know, but I can't tell you. Mm-hmm. Right now, I have that. no clue who's going to start that game tomorrow. <laughs> I have hmm. no idea who it could be. Hmm. Um, and I know Dave doesn't care. Dave, Dave's mind is, I mean, yeah, we don't want to lose the Lipscomb, but at the end of the day, Dave's worried about what happens Friday night at Mississippi State. So it's, uh, it's going to be fun. But, yeah, I wish I was going. I've got a coaching thing tomorrow that, that I promised I would do. Um, so I'm not going to make it down there. I love I love going to Dickey Stevens Park. I have a lot of friends in Central Arkansas. Uh, I hate that I'm going to miss that, but I think uh, I think we'll be all right without me. Well, the broadcast won't be as good, but, yeah, we'll have a good time. We'll be there to support them. It'll be fun. And then, yeah, this weekend, what, what are your uh, – real quick, I know Mississippi State and Ole Miss, we talked about that a lot. We try to, try to talk about a lot how bad they started to – the uh, the league play. What uh, what are you, how are you feeling about the trip over there? I think we're gonna be fine. You know, Mississippi State they're scuffling. They give up a ton of runs. Uh, I think it's gonna be a good weekend to be a hitter. But you know, Razorbacks always have a bullseye on their back. Uh, when they go to Duty Noble, anything can happen. You know, uh, Mississippi State got swept by Tennessee this weekend. Um, you know, so they're desperate. They got to have some wins, and so. I, I I think we're going there to get the we're going to get the series win. I really think so. I think this team's good at battling. Uh, they're going to find a way to win. Um, but I don't know. It's tough, man. Y- y'all know how it is. We we went to we went to Georgia last weekend. It was they're four and seven, and they swept us. So anything can happen. But I feel good about our chances this weekend. Yeah, six and fifteen in conference play. Certainly not what you expect from that program. Twenty four and twenty overall, but. Just like we saw with George, there's a chance for them to get right against the really good Arkansas team, and I'm sure they'll be excited about uh, having an opportunity this weekend. So hopefully Arkansas plays well. But we will be there tomorrow. Bubba will be rooting loudly so we can make up for your absence, and we will uh, talk to you again next week. All right. Y'all have a good talk with Jake Corpin. Y'all are going to like him. Tell him I say hi, and uh, 
and keep swinging it because, boy, I really love him in the middle of that lineup. He's mm-hmm. a huge presence right there. And, and and him stepping up has been huge. With with Borson going – or not Borson, with, uh, Wagner. with Wagner going down, Jace has really stepped up. Him and Callie and McLaughlin, all three of them. But, but Jace is kind of the leader of that group. And so, uh, yeah, y'all are going to enjoy your talk with him. But uh, have fun tomorrow night at Dickie Stevens, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Go on. Thanks, Bob. appreciate it. It is a perfect – night for baseball tomorrow again game sold out but we are looking forward to being over there and we will recap all that for you on wednesday but we'll preview it a little more tomorrow uh once we figure out who's going to be pitching with us yeah. have a little better idea Eleven thirty coming up we're going to talk about football yeah that's right arkansas native bj thompson signing in the nfl with the chiefs talk to him coming up Fence Brokers presents Razorback Graffiti every Monday morning. Call Morning Mayhem and let them know how you feel about how they did. One sentence and one sentence only. This is Sports Center. Arkansas baseball got the sweep over Texas A&M this weekend, winning game two, 10 to 4 on Friday night, and then winning game three, 8 to 7 on Saturday. They'll play again tomorrow for the final midweek game of the season against Lipscomb. That game will be at Dickey Stevens Park in North Woodrock. First pitch is set for 6 p.m. There will be no TV coverage. It can be heard on the buzz. In the NFL draft and in free agency, some former Razorbacks found new homes. Drew Sanders was picked in the third round by the Broncos. Ricky Strongberg was also picked in the third round by the Commanders. The remaining players signed with their respective teams as undrafted free agents. Kicker Jake Bates signed with the Buccaneers. Wide receiver Matt Landers went to the Seahawks. Offensive lineman Dalton Wagner went to the Raiders. Linebacker Bumper Poole agreed to a deal with the Panthers. And wide receiver Jaden Hazelwood went to the Eagles. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. How important is price when buying tires? Maybe for you, it's what drives you to choose your tire store. How important is service? And what about choosing a tire store that is locally and family-owned? What if I told you that your local, family-owned Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot can offer you the most competitive pricing with the caring service that you expect from your neighbor? Right now, we have huge savings on our most popular sets of tires to keep you and your family safe on the road. Tires, service, and straight talk. Big O Tires. Your husband is pretty handy to have around. He makes the world's best mac and cheese. He's in the Tickle Monster Hall of Fame. And he can teach anyone how to throw strikes. But a busted pipe and a basement full of water? Honey, I think we need a plumber. He's a little out of his league. That's where a homeowner's policy from Shelter Insurance comes in handy. We'll help get your house back in order and your husband back to what he does best. (laughs) See shelter agents Brian Kress or Caleb Green in North Little Rock or in Brinkley Sea Agent Hunter Cornelson. At College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving, they move the things you love and haul away the stuff you don't. They offer packing, moving, loading and unloading, as well as junk removal. Find out why they have more five-star reviews than any other moving company. CollegeHunksHaulingJunk.com If you have been impacted by the recent tornado or know someone who was, listen to this message. Natural State Wholesale is opening its doors to you when you're ready to rebuild. If you need flooring, kitchen remodel, or a bathroom remodel, Natural State Wholesale is here for you. And you can trust them to deliver the best product and the best price today to help you rebuild. Visit online at naturalstatewholesale.com or stop by in Cabot 203 Commerce Park Drive. Natural State Wholesale, here for you. So go see the Flooring King. For the last time this racing season, Morning Mayhem heads to Hot Springs this Friday to broadcast live from the Mainline Sports Bar inside Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort. The fun gets started at 6 on your fun and game station, 103.7 The Buzz. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. If you're looking for sports and entertainment, then look no further. You're in the zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network.
it's 11.35, and I was trying to get the audio of B.J. Thompson being announced as the 166th pick in the NFL draft by the Kansas City Chiefs. But I can't seem to work it out, and I should have given you a heads up on that, Chris. It didn't even occur to me until the break, and I was like, oh, I got it on my phone right here. I'll just play it through the... It's not It's not working. Anyway, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, but he was selected, and he is the only Arkansas native, Wes, to be selected yeah. in the NFL this year. So that is uh, good news, bad news. Good news for him, though. That's all that matters. He's with us today on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. BJ, congratulations. How are you? Oh, man, I appreciate that. I appreciate the lot. Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm blessed, and, you know, it's a good feeling. Uh, some German dude who's like a Chiefs super fan came over and introduced you. Did, were you watching when the announcement was made, I assume? I... I think we lost him. I mean, oh, there you yeah. go. Okay, sorry, you broke up for a second. Go ahead. Was, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I was, I was watching most definitely. How how far in advance did you know uh, that uh, the Chiefs are going to select you? Um, I believe I was I was selected um, at one sixty six. Um, they called me when I think they were on one sixty five, one sixty four. So I knew um, a pick or two ahead that they were going to um, they're going to pick me. That's when they called. Were you a, a a guy who followed the Chiefs? I mean, obviously they've had a lot of success lately. But did you grow up watching them, or did you have a team that you you liked growing up? Uh, yeah, I actually did like the Chiefs because back in 2018, my brother who uh, went to Arkansas State and played tight end receiver, he was actually an unsigned for agent to the Chiefs. So I have been following them for for a few years now. Blake, was that right, Blake Mack? Blake Mack, yes, sir. Did on that note, I'm I'm a lot older, but Greg Wesley. He was from England and played for the Chiefs. Is it, do you know Greg or any relation, or uh, do you know about him and what he did in the NFL? Uh, yes, sir. Because, um, you know, um, not many people you know, are able to have this opportunity, especially from England, Arkansas. So, yes, Greg names come up uh, pretty regularly down here. Uh, yeah, he was from England. Yeah, that's so crazy to me that now there are two guys from England drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, man, that's that that that's wild. That that's crazy <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so you had an interesting journey, obviously, BJ. You start out of Baylor, end up uh, SFA, and obviously had a lot of success uh, in your last stop for sure. Um, when and I assume you walked into college with with uh, NFL dreams. Did you were you concerned at all in going to SFA that maybe that would negatively impact your chance of playing in the NFL? Um, not really. You know, I mean, of course, you know, some doubt in my mind, you know, coming, I'll be coming from another small school, but not really because, I mean, I made it from England, Arkansas to a, to a power five school in, in Baylor. Um, I feel like that was a pretty big accomplishment. Um, like I said, coming from a small two-way school in Arkansas, you know, making it that big. So I did have, I did have um, belief that, you know, I could do the same thing coming from Stephen F. Austin. You weighed 220 pounds in December. You weigh 245 pounds now. What in the world happened? Man, I was just, I was able to get around, you know, the right resources, um, able to buy food and, you know, get the proper training. You know, I knew I couldn't play at the next level at 220 pounds. So just kind of doubled down and, you know, stay focused and, and grind for, um, what was that, four months? Um, you know, um, just cause I wanted to make my dreams come into reality. So, hey. Been a lot. <laughs> it's crazy because we uh, we ran a story on you last week on Fox 16, and we pulled the video from your signing day. And I mean, you, I mean, you look totally different now. I mean, when you're, you're a grown man now, but you know, when you look back at where where you were in England, signing that letter of intent to where you are now, what a journey! Yes, sir. It was, it, it was quite a journey for real. Um, a lot of long nights, early mornings, um, ups and downs. You know, boosters had highs and lows, but um, you know, the journey was fun. You know, I learned a lot. I um, experienced a lot. met a lot of new people. Um, you know, so the journey was it was a fun journey. And um, I'm glad it all led me to where I am today. Talking to B.J. Thompson on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, I want to ask about the end of your, your season to getting ready for, you know, the draft and, and what you did and, and what kind of, you know, interactions you had with the teams. What was that process like for you? Oh, uh, man, it, it was a hell of a process. Um, so I graduated back in December, um, December 9th. And literally two days later, um, I flew, I flew out to Florida and started my training for the, um, for the draft, for the, um, for my pro day. Um, so like I said, I was down there for about, um, four months. Um, I had, a, I was invited to the All-Star game, the East-West Shrine game, 
I'm in Las Vegas down in uh, February. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Met a lot of cool people, you know, met with a lot of good scouts. Um, my team, the East, the East Side, we were um, coached by uh, the Atlanta Falcons. So I got to interact and be around their coaching staff for the week. Um, get to kind of get a feel of how, you know, NFL-style practice and meetings and whatnot go. Um, after that, uh, I took a few visits, um, 30 visits from some teams inviting me out to their facility um, to get to know me a little better, uh, see if the personalities met. And uh, Kansas City was actually the first team I visited. So, um, you know, that that whole process was a blessing as well. Um, like I said, I got to meet a lot of people. My, I got to meet a lot of coaches, you know, that I hear about on TV. So it was all... You know, kind of surreal, but at the same time, you know, like I said, I always dreamed of this, so I'm just happy I can make it, you know, come true. Who called you to to tell you that you were getting picked? Um, I talked to Coach Andy. I talked to numerous people on the chief staff. You know, they passed the phone around. It was yeah. um, Coach Andy Reid, the GM, a few scouts. Um, you know, I think I talked to a good five people mm-hmm. um, before, before they, um, before we ultimately got the phone and I saw my name was being um, called on TV. And then what's the process like now? When do you go for, like, OTAs? And how do you, when do you sign your contract? How does all that work? Uh, I'm not sure exactly when I sign my contract, but I'll be I'll be shooting out Thursday uh, for rookie mini-camp. Hmm. Uh, we're going to do rookie mini-camp this weekend, and that'll be followed by OTAs. And then we're going to have a little break period before training camp starts. Gotcha. After all these meetings, all these trips, uh, visiting with different teams, were you expecting, was there a team you were expecting to take you? Um. Not one in particular. Um, I knew the Chiefs had just um, released Frank Clark, so I know they were in need of an edge rusher. Um, I met with the Cow- I only I took five visits. I went with the Chiefs, um, the Lions, the Cowboys, um, the 49ers, and Cincinnati. And hmm. after all my visits, I feel like we clicked, um, clicked pretty well. I feel like they really liked me and they were really interested. So I feel like those five, I, I knew those five teams were going to be interested. It was just going to end up, you know, how the draft end up, who has what picked, um, you know, so I didn't really have a team in particular that I knew for certain was going to pick me, um, but I had a kind of a guess of, you know, a group that, you know, really wanted me. Yeah, that's a lot of successful organizations that were yeah. interested in you, which is great. I mean, how does it feel to be, you know, joining a team that's got a Super Bowl, uh, a couple of them actually here? Yeah. And it's great. It feels great. Like I said, um, since my brother was on the Kansas City Chiefs um, back in 2018, since then I've been you know, really been paying attention to the Chiefs, kind of become a, became a Chiefs fan, you know, um, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, um, Chris Jones, all those guys. And like you said, they just won a Super Bowl last year. So, you know, it's exciting, you know, being able to join a contending team, a mm-hmm. uh, team that's been um, in the Super Bowl, you know, the last few, you know, the last few years. Um, so it's just, you know, exciting. And um, hopefully we can go back to back. BJ, if you value your career, and I'm sure that you do, you will not be sacking Patrick Mahomes anytime soon. Uh, <laughs> but there are a lot of good NFL quarterbacks that are playing in the AFC. We were talking about it. I mean, really, the, yeah. the lion's share of the elite quarterbacks are over in the AFC. Is there a guy you would like to get your hands on? Is there a guy you really want to sack? Oh, uh, man. Uh, there is a few guys I, I would like to sack. Um, you got Russell Wilson, um, who's in the AFC. Uh, um, Josh Allen. Um, Joe Burrow. Um, um, Aaron Rodgers now. Yeah, um, I was a big Aaron Rodgers fan growing up. Um, Lamar Jackson, um, Justin Herbert. Uh, you know, those are just you know the guys you know that I've you know ever since I found out I was going to the Chiefs, I was like, oh yeah, I got to get my hands on those. <laughs> um, Josh Allen for sure. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. Um, yeah, those are just some of the guys you know that you know I can't wait to stack. I got to have my uh, stack celebration dance ready for those guys. Who's harder to deal with, a guy like Josh, who's kind of a physical runner, or a guy like Lamar, who's elusive? Um, I would think, um, you know, me. Per- I mean, you know, I haven't played a, a snap in the NFL yet, so I, I can't really say. But I would think maybe um, Lamar Jackson, because like you said, he's so elusive, so quick, so fast. Um, he likes to, you know, work outside the pocket and can make things happen with his feet. But so, I would, yeah, I would think too, though, working in, you know, against one of the elite offenses in the NFL, you're you're going to be obviously ready on game day. I mean, it's really cool to be able to go up against those guys. I know you can't tackle, you know, Mahomes, but you are going to go up against an elite offense. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's that. Uh, that that's how I feel like my progression is going to really, you know, really skyrise. You know, being able to go up against, like you said, an elite offense every day in practice, um, training camp. Um, I think that's just going to get me better and better. You know, and really have me prepared for game day. What's your nickname? Uh. 
B-Day, that's just um, my nickname. That's where everyone calls me. Yeah. My actual name is Brandon, so. I, I see freak every time I see your name, so I just wondered if uh, there's in. I mean, because that's what they call it, a freaky athlete. I mean, every time you Google <laughs> BJ Thompson, that that word comes up. I saw you described as bendy in one one evaluation. <laughs> bendy, yeah, yeah. They like to call me a little freak athlete. Um, like, you know, I played every sport in the book. You know, growing up in high school, I played every position on both sides of the ball. So uh, I'm able to do a lot of things, you know, athletically, and you know, they just kind of deemed me the freak athlete. <laughs> Tell me about your visit to uh, with Cincinnati. Did something kind of crazy happen with Cincinnati? Uh, nothing too crazy happened with Cincinnati. Um, you know, um, it was my last visit um, before, you know, it was the last day that we were able to do visits, so I went up there and had a pretty good time, too. You know, they had been contacting me pretty regularly, so... I, I, wanted, I was told one of the coaches there got confused with you being from England. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, happened, that, that, that happened a couple of times, though. I'm not going to lie. Because um, sometimes, you know, I do like to have fun. Uh, they'll ask me, you know, where are you from? I'll be, I'll just say England and um, leave off the Arkansas part. And they'll be like, you're lying. I'll be like, no, I, I swear I'm from England. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, eventually I'll tell them, nah, England, Arkansas. But I'm actually not lying when I tell them I'm from England. You know, they just, there's England, you know, London, England, just the first thing that comes to head. So I like to have a little fun with that. Do you work on your British accent to throw them off? Um, I have been kind of working on it a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Give me some. What do you got? <laughs> um, hello, Mike. Would you like to spot a two? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You should, the first time you sack a quarterback, you should whisper that in his ear. <laughs> <laughs> I might just do that now. You just gave me an idea. There you go. <laughs> that could be your calling card, like a WWE guy. You got your, you your signature move now, mm-hmm. so that's good. <laughs> The Englishman. Yeah, that's your nickname. The Englishman. The Englishman. That's good. Someone told me my celebration should act like I'm, you know, drinking some tea with my pinky out. <laughs> That'll do. That'll do. Well, hopefully you're doing it a lot next year. That'll be great. Have you talked to any, yeah, yes, anybody you're gonna be playing with? Any of the players? Um, no, not really. I haven't. I haven't. Um, I haven't really been in contact with anyone yet. Yeah. Well, man, it's a great story. I think mm-hmm. we're all really excited for you, and uh, you know we'll be looking forward to seeing how things go. There are a lot of Chiefs fans in the area, of course, and so they'll have an additional rooting interest now. But thanks for coming on with us today, and good luck. No, nah, man, I appreciate the opportunity to come on with you guys. You know, um, you guys are, like I said, the biggest station in Arkansas, so you know, you guys keep doing what you're doing. We'll come see. Maybe we'll get up to a Chiefs game here. That would be awesome. That would be fun. We need to do that. Uh, most definitely, yeah. Come on up. All right. Good deal. BJ, thank you. Appreciate the time. Uh, yes, I appreciate y'all. All right, you bet. Congrats. All right, it is 11.48. That was fun. I know. I was like, is he going to do it? Because I was like, if I was in that position, I'd be like, oh, man, I can't do it on the spot. That was baller. I yeah. love that. That's cool. What was it? See, BJ would have been... I'm trying to figure out why he wasn't at Arkansas. Yeah. You know, how he has got to Baylor. Well, believe me, when he was facing Central Arkansas, I was wondering why he transferred from Baylor to SFA, SFA. Instead, of, instead of Conway. Yeah. I would love to have had him up there. No, he was he was a handful for them. Yep. That was, and there was, uh, I remember all, all the uh, SFA fans. I did that game. We were doing TV for that game. And uh, the, there was a pretty good crowd from England, Arkansas that day on the other sidelines. Let me tell you about uh, Big O Tires. Big O Tires has always got great deals. You can go to their website to see their deals, bigotires.com slash deals. Remember, they got a great selection of tires, all the name brand tires. And don't forget that they got the Big O Tire. That's a great tire. Just stick to the Big O Tire. Two locations in Conway. They're on Hark Rider and Cabot's Prospect Court, right in front of Kroger. And Big O Tires does more than just tires. They'll work on your car. If you got something wrong with your vehicle, that check engine light comes on, you've been wondering where I need to take my car to get it looked at, well, just take it to Big O Tires. Two locations, Cabot and Conway. It's Big O Tires, the team we trust. I'm just opinion of the Arkansas basketball team. Bell and Sword and Conway has everything for gentlemen at a great price. Everything that a man would need. Shoes, a huge denim selection from AG, Page, 34 Heritage, accessories, and gifts. Pullovers, shirts, and sweaters. Bell and Sword. Quality men's clothing in the store. The only store with a tailor on staff for your custom needs. Bell and Sword. 
1016 Oak Street in Conway on Facebook and Instagram. Are you still on the sidelines? Then it's time you suit up and get in the game. Download Arkansas's favorite sports wagering app, Bet Saracen, today. Roger Scott for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton. And their summertime auto loan special. Interest rates as low as 2.49%. No payments for 90 days or 84 months financing. Offer valid on new 22 or 23 models or you can refinance your current auto loan. Apply securely online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Now serving Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. It's Justin Anker for Serta Pro, my go-to painter. I've used him for so many projects in a few of my homes over the years. And I've got a new project I'm about to get them to work on. It's an outdoor deck. Stain it, seal it, make it look great and protective for the future. Make an investment in your future by getting Serta Pro to paint the outside of your home and improve that curb appeal. If you're thinking about selling or just want to have a nicer place to come home to every day, Serta Pro can help with all of it. They'll help you with paint selection if you need it. They're going to clean up afterwards. You're going to be thrilled. Each Serta Pro painter's business is independently owned and operated. They live in your community. You can schedule your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. He's a former coach with two sons who played professional basketball. Satch Sullinger is a competitive individual, but his golf game was suffering because of painful joints. Right. That's real important. The golf game. Right. As we get older, we create these bad habits because we're relegated to hit a certain way. QC Kinetics used regenerative treatments, all natural healing properties from Satch's own body to restore those damaged joints and get his golf game back on track. QC Kinetics Regenerative Medicine is regenerating me all natural and that's what i'm about i'm gonna tell everybody why i'm better oh and by the way it looks like the competitive satch is back we're all in the same boat and i'm getting better and i'm watching them stay old go to qckinetics.com get relief and your game back call for your complimentary consultation call qc kinetics 501-222-8440 that's 501-222-8440 501-222-8440. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lions Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at lionsdrug.com. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, home of the zone on the Buzz Radio Network. Listen to your favorite radio station on the Buzz app or online at 1037thebuzz.com. First of all, I gotta say, you have the best public show in the world. In the world. And now, with the 166 pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, select B.J. Thompson, defensive end, Stephen F. Austin. Let's go, Chiefs Kingdom! Here we are. DJ Thompson. How about that, Wes? They bring a guy from Germany over to make the announcement. On the I am a suck-up from Germany. I love your barbecue. BJ Thompson, everyone. I don't think they have barbecue in Germany. <laughs> they do, but they put crowd on it. You're out. Yeah, if you've been uh, eating... I think they boiled their... Probably. Their meat, yeah, boiler pork. Yeah, this is definitely a better way to do it. Smoke. There's something about smoky flavor. You can't go wrong there. Anyway, that was cool. It was cool. I, w- I was looking back at the uh, 2017. That's when uh, BJ came out, 2017, and uh, that recruiting class from the state of Arkansas, that was still Brett Bielema was the head coach. Hmm. And I, I was uh, trying to think. I think they didn't think he was going. He, they didn't like him as a tight end because in high school he did both tight end and defensive end. And they didn't think he would be able to put enough weight on to be defensive end in the SEC. Oops. But, but that 2017 uh, recruiting class in the state of Arkansas it produced basically Busta Brown out of Ashdown. He's uh, going to be with the, the Razorbacks. Uh, he ended up with the Razorbacks. Gerard Barnes, mm-hmm. now at UCA. Um, at Taylor Powell played quarterback. He, ended, he went to Missouri and then yep, transferred out. Yep. 
And then uh, the big, the, the biggest recruit was that Akil Byers, who went to Missouri. Went to Missouri. Also, yeah. not a uh, not a great recruiting class at the time. That was the story I'm reading. How it was kind of a thin recruiting class, and now you look at it. BJ was the only one out of that that class that was uh, graduated or uh, drafted yesterday or over the weekend. Ash Record Life fan feedback. First time, long time. It's a recurring problem. Is Bubba using AirPods or standing far away from his mic? He is a good two notches lower on the volume than you guys. Please jack up his input when he calls. Okay. Sorry about that. Uh, I usually try to watch the meters. I guess I didn't notice. Um, right side of the bed, Bruins. What a crazy hockey game last night. I feel bad for Boston fans in general. Best record in NHL history, then lose a series like that, 3-1. Told you last week, Christian, don't let Florida hang around. The fan reaction from both them and the Islanders fans after their loss are gut-wrenching. Playoff hockey is intense if you have not tried it. I haven't tried it. Monteric Brown is with Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, he went UDFA last year, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. Got any first Arkansas Bank and Trust uh, yeah, text offerings? Sure. There's a note here that I did not know. Uh, did you mention that Dominic Fletcher got called up? Arizona Diamondbacks. I, I think maybe I saw it. There was so much movement on stuff like that over the weekend. I don't know that I said anything, though, for sure. It happened over the weekend. And, oh, no, I did not mention it and did not know it. So we had two people. When I, we were talking about Gavin Stone for UCA yeah. getting called up, and they let us know. Uh, that he was also called up. This one from the 501 thought Morris pitched the best game of the year, his best game of the year, and was pulled too early. I yeah, I agree, but you know, I told you what Coach Van Horn said, that um, they've uh, kind of ran into the same situation with Morris throughout the season, and they left him in. They felt like one batter too long, and this time they said, we're not going to do that. We're going to get him out, and maybe it was one batter too early. I've been told, this is from Husker Nate from Conway. I've been told UCA cannot host a softball softball regional because they have a turf field. Grass is required to host. Can that be right? No way. No way. Right? No chance. There's 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 college baseball programs that are hosting Kansas State, Arkansas. Remember when Arkansas went and played at Kansas State not too long ago, and they had the artificial turf. Vanderbilt, I think, I has baseball, Is it Vanderbilt but... turf? All turf? Yeah. Or somebody just put in a new field like in the last two years it was all turf. And they're an elite program. I can't remember which one. And softball's different than baseball? I don't believe that. Sorry. I don't buy that. Um, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just don't believe it. I'd have to see it. And if you're right, that's not right. I agree with that, too. (laughs) Uh, I was told here by one of my friends, Dominic Fletcher had a double in his first big league at bat. Awesome. That is cool. Game ball. Yeah, no doubt. You guys really dropped it. What's wrong with you? Where were you? I think I actually tweeted something about it or retweeted a story, but then I forgot about it by Monday. It's very common. Did Ledbetter, Paul in Lake Village wants to know if Ledbetter pitched this past weekend. Is he hurt? He is not hurt. He did not pitch this weekend. He was not on the roster this weekend. Um, Tennessee is turf, I'm told. Don't think it's going to preclude them from hosting baseball. So if they're not letting softball teams not host because of that, that's uh, pretty dumb. John Smith's Home Center in Benton is in the middle of an inventory reduction sale. So what does that mean for you? Savings. Save on the full line of steel products to help you on the outside of your house. And on the inside, save on washers, dryers, stoves, refrigerators from Maytag, GE, Samsung, and Frigidaire. Is the inventory reduction sale going on now at Johnston's Home Center in Benton? 